passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Yes, welcome to the show, which you can listen to every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. Day five today, and Cameroon play Ethiopia, with a win taking them to the knockout stage. Huge controversy yesterday as the referee ended the Mali-Tunisia match early, while the Gambia made a winning start in their first appearance at the Nations Cup finals. And we investigate why there are very small crowds at most of the games, when Cameroon is known as a football-crazy nation. I was at one of the fan zones yesterday and we had more crowds in there than we had for the game between Ghana and Morocco. That's coming up later in the show, but let's start with the massive controversy in Mali's 1-0 win over Tunisia as Zambian referee Jani Sikazwe blew the full-time whistle at 85 minutes and then restarted the game and blew it again on 89 minutes and 45 seconds. Now, after a post-match news conference had started, the tournament organisers ordered the game to be played to its conclusion with five more minutes added, but Tunisia didn't return to the field and Mali were declared the winners. Norway-based Ibrahima Kone had converted a penalty in the 48th minute for the Eagles and Tunisia's Wabi Kazri had a penalty saved at the other end and Mali were reduced to 10 men late on. And when it came to the match being ended early, this was really an embarrassment, Ida. It was horrible, really, and I think definitely the most dramatic game of the tournament so far, you know. On top of that, to give a very harsh red card, ignore the VAR check for that, you know, totally refuse to give added time in a game that should have had a lot of it, if you think about it, you know, considering the cooling breaks, the penalties, the VAR check. Steve, this was definitely not normal behavior. I mean... We've seen what the dying moments of a game can do. Senegal wouldn't be top of their table without it, you know. Uh, but for all the lack of excitement, you know, that some have complained about, considering the low-scoring matches, this was the seventh 1-0 scoreline, I believe. I think this more than delivered on the drama. It's just unfortunate that it was all so negative. And with the world watching, you know. At a time when uh, stakeholders have been trying their best to make light of Africa's flagship tournament, this really did nothing for its image. And sure, you know, bad officiating isn't something that's isolated to the continent. But there were no two ways about this one, Steve. It was absolutely farcical. It will be interesting, though, you know, to see what action, if any, CAF takes, though, it wouldn't be the first time uh, they'd be looking into the referee, Jani Sikazwe. The continental body actually suspended the Zambian four years ago. That was on a uh, suspicion of corruption for how he handled uh, a certain CAF Champions League match. Now, FIFA then lifted that suspension. And I mean, he is an experienced official. He He did officiate at the 2016 Club World Cup final. He also officiated the AFCON final in 2017, Steve, and he was present at the 2018 World Cup as well. So, look, let's wait. Let's see what the findings will be. Yeah, so that was something that we wish hadn't happened. On a brighter note, Ida, the Gambia, with a winning start in their first appearance at their First Nations Cup, are beating Mauritania 1-0 with Abdullahi Jallo scoring in the first half. 
First appearance, first goal, first win. <laughs> check, check, check. <laughs> and of course, the game did start a bit late uh, due to that Tunisia-Mali situation. But Steve, it was another 1-0 full-time score. And look, not to take anything away from the Gambia, I mean, for a team ranked 150th, it's the lowest ranked team at this AFCON. Look, this was definitely a highlight, and especially after such a controversy-ridden day. And uh focusing on Mauritania, Steve, well, let's remember that they now have a bit more experience in the tank. Uh, a couple of years ago in Cairo in 2019, they were in the Gambia's position, actually, because that was their First Nations Cup. And you could see, you know, that uh, Mauritania really tried getting back into the game, but it just wasn't their day. They had the possession, they had the chances, but it just wasn't meant to be. Yes, and now Mauritania have a lot to do to get out of that group. The Gambia in with a big chance of reaching the round of 16. And the other match, the late game, Ivory Coast beat Equatorial Guinea 1-0 thanks to an early strike from Max Gradel. Fabulous shot it was, but Equatorial Guinea fought hard and easily could have scored, but didn't finish off their chances. Now today, Cameroon continue their campaign in Group A as they play Ethiopia at 16 GMT at the Olembe Stadium in Yaoundé. Now I spoke to Njie Eno, he's our Planet Sport Football Africa reporter in Cameroon. He was building up to the tournament for us on our weekly Planet Sport Football Africa show and he told us about the expectations of the fans there too. So I asked Njie how the feeling is there in Yaoundé with the Indomitable Lions fans. Uh, the team did win their opener against Burkina Faso so, but they did need two penalties for the win. Well, Steve, the excitement in Yaoundé and across the country is huge, especially amongst the cast of supporters of the Indomitable Lions of, of Cameroon. Um, like you did well to mention, the fact that they were able to get a first win against Burkina Faso really pumped up the crowd and supporters but you also know there have been questions around the team's metal, especially and as the Indomitable Lions were able to overpower the Stallions of Burkina Faso, two goals to one, courtesy of two penalties scored by uh, Captain Vincent Abubakar. Now, the fans uh, want to see the side play uh, more lavish football, more exciting football, and this brings to the fore some of the worries that we've had around this team is um, Coach Antonio Contessaho, since he took over the uh, leadership of the national team, um, the game against Burkina Faso was his 17th, which means that he's won 10 of the 17 games in charge, has very often had to tweak his game plan, playing from a 3-5-2 to a 4-3-3, to a 4-4-2 and once he even used the 4-5-1. And fans are sort of concerned that um, this inconsistency isn't helping the team to get a proper game identity and that it could be worrisome for the future of the competition. But a lot of the fans obviously are unanimous on the fact that even if the national team doesn't play well, the moment they are able to get victories, that seemingly is enough for them. Right, so some concerns, but the results are the most important thing. And what are the expectations for today's game against Ethiopia and GA? A victory for Cameron, and that's all the fans want for several reasons, though. Ethiopia against Cape Verde played with 10 men from the 12th minute, but they were a really very strong side, 
attacking and defending in equal measure, creating an avalanche of goal-scoring chances. This is a team that can cause some problems to the Cameroonians. They're sprinting very fast. They've got very basic players. And, I mean, the ball control is incredible for a team that supposedly is one of the little-rated sites within the tournament. So it's not necessarily an easy game for Cameroon. And, and yeah, we're seeing small crowds at most of the games. So were you expecting this, uh, given Cameroon's reputation as a football-crazy nation? I'll be lying if I say that I expected to see uh, small crowds in the stadium. I mean, this is Cameroon that we're talking about, a nation that has got a footballing culture. And the most glaring examples are what happened during the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in 2016, um, where you had record attendances for women's football. Uh, For example, the game between um, South Africa and Ghana or South Africa and Nigeria brought together about 17,000 fans. And so people were expecting to see very huge crowds at the AFCON. But there are several reasons why the stadiums aren't very full at the moment. The first of them, and, and this is probably the greatest of them, is the fact that entrance into the stadiums can only be done via the presentation of a COVID-19 vaccine card and a PCR test. Well, while the availability of PCR tests um, could really not pose a problem, you know, there's still great controversy around uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. A lot of people, I mean, with the conspiracy theories who are not willing to take the vaccine, and a lot of them have simply just decided not to go to the stadiums and rather watch uh, these games at home. I was at one of the fan zones yesterday and we had more crowds in there than we had for the game between Ghana and Morocco. So that should tell you that the fans, I mean, if these restrictions are taken out, we're going to have cracking, cracking football stadiums. But at the moment, that's the situation. I mean, also the pricing of the tickets, if they were a little bit lower, we'll have more fans. But at the moment, that is the situation. Um, fans have gone on social media and have started a campaign urging authorities to brush aside the vaccination card as a prerequisite to get into the stadium. So, I mean, Steve, that's the situation at the moment. Um, if we do not have an obligation to be vaccinated in order to get into the stadium, I'm pretty sure that each of these games will be having record crowds in there. Interesting insights there. I was speaking to Njia Eno in Yaoundé in Cameroon. And uh, by the way, it's $7 for the cheapest tickets for the games. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport. The show comes to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. Uh, To get the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Then you can listen to the show whenever you like. And our website is planetsport.tv and in the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at the pressure of winning on the teams and how everyone can be a winner with faith. To social media, and yesterday we asked for your thoughts on Mohamed Salah, as he didn't look as dangerous as when he plays for Liverpool, as Egypt lost 1-0 to Nigeria in their opening game. And we asked how far do you think Salah can take the team at the Nations Cup? We start in Botswana and uh, Bai Tumetse Ngube says it was due to a lot of factors, the tactics, the cohesion of the players and the quality of the players. 
Bro Steve in Kenya says give him time, he will deliver. And Shadok's Muller also in Kenya says with Liverpool, Salah plays as a winger, but Egypt used him as a centre forward where he tried, but Sir Wilfred and Didi pocketed him, and the Egypt tactics are different from Liverpool's tactics. In the Gambia, Bakari Tamba says Egypt will get to the quarterfinals, and Belong Baji says yes, they can get to the quarterfinals, motivated by the presence of Salah. And we had lots of comments from Nigeria, where Super Eagles fans enjoyed the win. Idur Renyan Akpan says, how can Salah be dangerous? The reason is he was in William Troost Ekong's pocket. Tetema Trillians says the Nigeria players hit him hard. They were stronger than him. He could run against those fragile European players, but not against the stones and rocks of Nigeria, says Tetema. Uh, Friday Blessed, also in Nigeria, says the Egypt tactics were different from the Liverpool tactics. And Unu Efepa John says no Mane, no Salah. Uh, Laol Musa says Salah shouldn't be played as a central striker but on the wing. And Adam Lekan says when there's no Trent Alexander-Arnold on the pitch, he's not the same player. Uh, that echoed by Adeyemi Adebayo. And Abuchi Emmanuel again in Nigeria says Alexander-Arnold is currently on his way to join the Egyptian national team for their next fixture. And on a humorous note also, Esla Samuel Philip in Nigeria says Salah walked alone. Thanks very much for all of those comments. And uh, today we're asking which teams do you think are looking good? Uh, all of the teams have now played their opening games at the tournament. It's early days, but which teams are impressing for you? And what do you think about the standard of play so far? You can go to our Facebook page and post a comment there. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Which teams are looking good for you so far? What do you think about the standard of play as well? So two fixtures today on day five, Cameroon against Ethiopia at 16 GMT and Cape Verde against Burkina Faso, also in Group A and also in Yaoundé. That one's kicking off at 19 GMT. That's it for the show for today from East Steve Vickers and from Ida Waringa. Thanks for listening. The show's back tomorrow and Cameroon Roars is a passion for sport production.